So, finished the first season of Bosch Legacy last night. What is Bosch Legacy? So after seven years of Bosch on Amazon, they decided to stop making that, and they did a spin-off series, which is just the same show, but really it's not on Amazon. It's done by, I guess, I don't even know what it's called now. It was IMDB TV. Oh. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very cool. I can't believe how long Bosch has been going. It was the longest running uh, Amazon original by far. Wow. Bosch. Bosch was awesome, man. A grizzled cop. One day from retiring. Well, no. At the, end, is, right? <laughs> at the end of the Amazon series, he quit the LAPD because he was tired of the bureaucratic bullshit. He became oh, a PI. <laughs> He became a P.I. That's what this new season's all about. He's a P.I. And his daughter's a rookie cop for LAPD. Cool. I'll have to check it out then. Fuck yeah, you will. It's amazing. Yeah, I watched the first couple of seasons. I don't remember a single second of it. I guess I need to revisit it. Which season did you leave off on? I'll recap it for you. I don't know. I'll just restart it. The only show I'm interested in watching, though, is Nightman. All the other shows Fail just aren't as person. good. I don't, I don't give a shit about other shows. Only the night, man. You ready to get this uh, this night train on the tracks? It's a little mountain too going, and now I can't stop coughing. Oh, all right. <laughs> you play us in. Got, you got too excited for night, man. That's right. You said night, man. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and then I choked to death. Choked on Mountain Dew. Oh. All right. I'll, I'll bring us in, then. Welcome once again to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm your host, Donnie Ohm. I'm Dave. This week we're talking about the Nightman and curse words and what was the other one? Saga. Saga. The next, uh, what issue numbers were? 55 and 56. All right, there they are. The latest issues after the hiatus. Yeah, you were right, by the way, about the uh, the year gap in Saga outputs. I was way off. Oh, okay. I thought it was like two so, years. It was like almost four years. Yeah, it was like six months, but it was actually four years. I thought it must have been a long time ago, but I, I feel like it has been. I didn't. I I really didn't remember a lot of the characters. Like as they were coming back, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, the will. It's like, oh yeah, he was the horn people. Oh yeah, some people have wings. Forgot about all that. And that's on you for not rereading previous 54 issues to get yourself ready do well, your homework man come on yeah Stop i guess half assing so. it. look i got 48 episodes of nightman <laughs> that we're still working on okay like we're going one by one you didn't have to watch all 48 <laughs> in one sitting man well that was you know choice. one a, one a week that's a lot you know that's a it's a lot it's a lot of time sunk into it um all right well anyway let's let's get started with that Night Talk. This was, what was the name of this one? Bad Moon Rising? 
Why was it called that? Because uh, paying homage to CCR. Who doesn't love that song, you know? Is that about, like, about heroin? Hero- I, I would assume if they're tying it into this. It's about Big heroin Lebowski, getting replaced. Big Lebowski did and... listen to it while he was smoking marijuana in his car that one time in the movie. So maybe it's a okay. big drug loving song. Okay, I guess. I don't know. I thought we were going to get more werewolves or something. Like, I thought we were going to get Apokolov, but no such luck. Why would you think he was in this episode? He's Russian. It's like He's moons, right? I, well, yeah, but that's just based on the title. That's what I thought we were going to get some kind of a werewolf. Oh, well, instead you got tainted heroin that blows your face up after you snort it, instantly killing you. No, dude, it's ricin. The the heroin got replaced with ricin, so Breaking Bad would not exist without the Nightman. Holy shit. Can you believe that shit? I mean, everyone's stealing everything from Nightman, so yes, I believe yeah. he's still a big fan. He must be, yeah. He took the ricin thing. Dude, way ahead of its time, ricin too. Holy shit. Way before Breaking Bad invented it. Borrowed it. I I thought Breaking Bad invented it, but no, apparently it's Nightman. Can't think that about anyone now. Everyone is borrowed from Nightman. Until we make it through this, every piece of content that the Nightman has appeared in, we just can't be sure about anything. Oh shit, by the way, you got a, you got a Nightman action figure, right? I did. From eBay. Uh, I also ordered, it? I also ordered a pack of the, uh, the cards. Those will be here by Friday, it says. Ah, oh, man, long time to I, wait for I those know. cards. Fuck the guy who sent the cards. That guy's a dick. The guy who sent this figure, he sent it to me immediately. I got it like the next day. Nice. Wow. It was very nicely packaged and carefully packaged. Kudos to whoever the fuck that guy was. Did you open it up yet? No, it's still on display in box. Oh, okay. I'm not a big action figure collector. I just have it with the like handful of uh, Saga and Thundercats pop figures that I have on my bookshelf. Oh, okay. Oh man, is there a Nightman Funko Pop? I searched for that as well. I could <laughs> find one now. Fuck. Can you, are there bootleg Funko Pops where you can just get whatever the fuck oh, you want? Johnny Domino one so bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. He has a little saxophone. That might get me into Funko Pops if they have the Nightman. Now I'm disappointed that that doesn't exist. It's Marvel's fault. They won't. They won't let new stuff get made because of the cut they have to make to the uh, creators. Ugh. Jerks. No, see, and then I search it, and all I'm getting is like the Nightman cometh Funko Pops. Yeah, there was a lot of that. You have to sift through. That's the poor man's nightman. I know. That's the shit nightman. What's that? Yeah, like, never thought I'd say that. It's always sunny, man. They own all the nightman. I want them to actually talk about the nightman on one of these episodes of their podcasts. And just give kudos when they get to, to that nightman. episode. They'll get to that episode and they'll have to bring it up. I mean, it's unavoidable at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, going back to this episode of Nightman... They had ooze, dude. I know, like another I know. cool 90s thing. There's the ooze. <laughs> the Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles franchise from uh, 11 years 
for this episode air borrowed this from this uh episode as well. They oh, owe yeah. it all to Definitely. the Nightman. Ninja Turtles wouldn't be here without Nightman. I like that ooze thing though, how it's you're at you're at the uh the shipping yard and there's like that container of ooze and it drips in this guy's eye and like kills him. And um the uh the boss is just like looking at it like, oh man, this this shit is damaged. Like this stuff is really dangerous and like this this neurotoxin. Just just get it over to the to the delivery spot quickly. He's like, Yeah, fuck it. Just send it. Hurry up. Get it the fuck out of here. I like that. Just no qual no uh damage control or anything. He's just like, just get the fuck out of here. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I decided out of mind. Who cares? It's it's Let their the problem. Now. Deal with it. I know, that's <laughs> awesome. That guy's fucking great. <laughs> I love the like very early on, right after that it happens. This one dude, uh, he sneaks his way to the bathroom at the shipping yard, does a couple bumps. I love yeah. how he just starts <laughs> shadow boxing himself in front of the mirror. It's yeah. a cool move. It is cool. I mean, you know, you do your bumps, you gotta... I mean, after my bumps, I'm always so jazzed and like, oh yeah, I just did a bump. Fucking awesome. I just have to shadow box <laughs> myself and like, flex my biceps and shit. Yeah. Naturally. You got to be careful, though, when you take bumps. You got to make sure it's not ricin'. I got to make sure it's not covered in ooze. And Yeah, right. Luckily, none of it has been to this point. Unless it gives me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles powers, then I hope it does get taken with ooze. Yeah, well, that's a different story, yeah. So, uh, Johnny explains that not only is he the house entertainment at the House of Soul, but when dudes are uh, being mean to pretty girls, he also happens to be the bouncer. Yeah, I do like how he, like, Johnny is always stopping women from getting their asses kicked by some dude. Like, it really happens around it happens him a lot. lot. At, that, at that building. It's it's terrifying how often it occurs. <laughs> yeah, that must be a dangerous club, because, like, just constantly women are getting just beaten the shit out of. Clearly in the seedy part of uh, San Francisco. Apparently so. Yeah, and then, of course, Johnny Domino gives the woman he saved free drinks. Yeah, yeah. So, so the house <laughs> rule there is you lose a date, you get a drink. Once again, Johnny just continues to grossly <laughs> take advantage of the generosity of the staff and management of the bar at the House of Soul. Like, again. Just blatant disregard guess, for those guys trying to make a living. Yeah, and then he put too much roofie in the drink, and the woman died in his dressing room. <laughs> So that's the second woman who's just died in his areas. This time he's facing a little more consequences, which uh, they just put him on house arrest. So he's wearing the ankle bracelet, dude. That's so relatable. He's like the, I, I've never seen a superhero in an ankle bracelet. It makes me feel like I can be a superhero too. Yeah, you can be. You get some tainted blow. Yeah. You're good yeah. to go, man. Fuck yeah. I love that. He's on house arrest. So I like how when he how he gets around that, because like just I know this is skipping to the end, but the way Johnny gets around his house arrest is he just like doesn't do shit and just like flies around in his suit. And then when the guy checks it, like where he's been, it's like, oh, he is flying around. He's like, oh, whoa, this is must be a problem, a glitch. So I guess like that's how you get around it. You just like you just go through, you know, No, you just have to fly 2000 feet up straight up and then you go around. It throws it all yeah. out of sync, yeah. Should have did that with, like, alcohol monitoring bracelets. Like, you said I drank how much? Your machine's fucked. Yeah, you just no get on No way a person could drink that wait, much. I don't think that works the same. <laughs> you just get on an airplane, and because you're so high up in the sky, 
it's going to make it seem all wanky. Like, uh, you couldn't have possibly done it that high up. There's no logical yeah. explanation. Doesn't work that way. Data is contaminated, too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I do like that, and it's confirmed that Johnny Domino is living above the House of Soul Club in this episode, so we now we know for sure. So it was I was super confused. So uh this girl named Sarah Hamill, she's the girl that Johnny is like fucking supplying all their drinks to. Her yeah, ex boyfriend the, the her ex boyfriend is one of the uh the mafia guys. His name is Louie. And he shows up and he's oh. giving her like he she's a recovering addict as well, as she explains. But Johnny's still giving her all the fucking alcohol. Just to push it a little bit. <laughs> but uh, well, her I mean, ex-boyfriend yeah, shows up, and he follows her to the ladies' room, and he gets her two vials of this tainted heroin. And at this point in time, they hadn't actually called it heroin, so I was thinking it was all just blow. I had no clue that they were all using heroin in this episode. I just thought it was yeah, coke. Yeah, I didn't either. Me too. But uh, she has the two vials, and uh, she goes into Johnny's dressing room, and he's like, yeah, just hang out here for a second, because Louie... He just chased him out of the house of soul because he saw him in the ladies' room. He's like, I'm just going to go and make sure that that guy leaves. So he leaves Sarah in the dressing room for a minute, and she takes the vial, the first vial out. She snorts it. Uh, the other one falls out onto Johnny's like dressing room table or whatever in the green room, and this girl dies instantly. And when they come back, Johnny calls 911 for but for whatever reason... They come and they immediately try to arrest Johnny Domino for murder. Yeah. I was so confused by all of how the fuck that happened. And then like the the DEA brings like a ton of news cameras with her, which I don't really understand the point of that. She's just like showing off and there's all these like news microphones whenever she's around, just like coming into the shot. It's very weird. She's the ADA. She's running for actual DA. So she keeps trying to like bolster her career by uh, showing that she's hard on celebrities and they don't just get off with warnings. That's why Johnny gets on the ankle bracelet and why they keep like trying to have photographers there to video chat or videotape whatever the fuck results are. Alright, I guess that's the idea then. So it all makes sense. But, except like how is he being charged with murder though? It's because some former addict ODs in his dressing room. I'm still confused by that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, there's like no investigation. He's just like guilty immediately. It's like, oh yeah, it was fucking Johnny Domino. Not going easy on that guy. Charlie shows up too. He's like the main cop who arrests him. He's like, oh, this girl just uh, she snorted a line and she just died instantly. And I got panicked and tried to resuscitate her. And I called you, Charlie. Charlie's like, yeah, I know, kid. But uh, we're gonna just take you to jail now, anyway cool like what the fuck like there was no investigation the vial was on her own it was in her purse it was hers clearly yeah they don't bother like going into it at all i'm so confused by all this right yeah it's a weird thing and and nobody notices like because the heroin is white right yeah like the good heroin is white and the bad heroin is like brown like why does anyone notice that the color is all fucked and everyone just keeps doing it and killing themselves anyway. So at one point during Louis's conversation in the bathroom with Sarah, he makes a comment, and I've never heard this in my entire life as like a a reference for like 
kicking a heroin habit. So I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but he says, Oh, so now you're fresh off the boat and you think you're too good for me? Is that... I, I've never heard it used in the context of, Oh, no. you've cleaned yourself up. Is that ever been used before? <laughs> Have you ever heard that anywhere? Well, it's... Not in that context. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never like, heard that's it for, for that. immigration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you say you're fresh off the boat. Yeah. You're a fob. So that guy's name is Louie. I, I was calling him Vinny in my notes, but I like how when they were telling him that his girlfriend died, he's like watching football. He's like way into this football game, I mean, American football. He's really probably got some it. big money riding on it, would be my guess. And he's just like, I don't care that, about that junky bitch dying. It's like, whoa, cool. But yeah, he loves he loves his uh loves his American football. College football too. Wow, weirder. Really into it. Uh Vinny randomly just shows up at his house for some reason. Or uh not Vinny, oh fuck what Frank? Frank just randomly shows up at his house while he's watching the football game. At Vinny's house yeah. You can't interrupt Vinny when he's watching football. He tries to appeal to his uh empathetic side and he's like, Oh, come on. Louis, stop selling drugs. These bad drugs are killing people. I used to be a cop, and now I'm just a father, goddammit. Tries to give him the tainted heroin, then, but accidentally gives him real heroin. Yeah, he <laughs> has his... strung out the whole time. He has his guys pick him up in a van and just drive him out to the middle of the desert, and they shoot his arm full of this, uh, the infected heroin, and they leave him there to die. And Damien, who's, uh... Anthony Gianello, the, the main mob boss of this episode, his son Damien has been uh, riding rails for a while too long, and he pockets like 90% of the heroin that they give to the goons to try to shoot Frank with. So he steals from his own supply, and they leave Frank to die, and just randomly, somehow, the next scene that we see him in, he's in a hospital bed being saved. Yeah, I don't know how he pulled that off. Did they say that like someone found him? Like I don't understand. I don't know. He's just in the hospital. He's just there now. He just made it out of the desert somehow. Miracle. Yeah. He got to ride the white pony on his way. Right. Because I, you know, since Frank didn't die immediately, like you know everyone else seemed to, I thought that he was. They just like accidentally gave him the clean heroin. And not the infected heroin. That's how I understood that. Oh, uh, well, then why was he so... <laughs> wait, why was Charlie so desperately trying to find the cure for the heroin to save Frank? Because, I don't know. Just Frank is just well, a lightweight with heroin. He just shot it off. He didn't snort it, so maybe... Maybe that's Maybe it. it's only instant death if you snort <laughs> it. Yeah, I've, it's got some time to go through your bloodstream to get to the important stuff. Takes time. Also, they just shot him in, like, the, the top of the shoulder as if you would, like, a booster shot of some kind. Like, if these oh, guys yeah. are as diehard heroin dealers as they appear to be on this episode, I would think that they would know to, like, inject it into, like, a vein as opposed to just... Just in the ass or whatever. Just, just up top of the shoulder or some shit. Like, what the hell? It is funny, though. What else do we have here? Oh, and when Johnny is, like breaking his uh, house arrest and like flying around and stuff. He's like spying in windows, but he just like stands just, he's just standing in the window and just not hidden at all. Just full body is visible. If you just look out the window, I'm surprised nobody sees him. 
Yeah, it's weird that he did it like that, because later in this episode, he uses the cloaking device. Yeah. But for this part, he didn't bother? Like, that was weird. I don't know. <laughs> he was, like, he was really flying fast as fuck in this episode, too. He's, like, he's like flying, like, uh, like Dragon Ball Z fast. You know, before he just kind of, like, hovering around slowly at an angle. This one, he's just, like, just, like, boom, like, blasting through the air. Really, really mastering the flying. Oh, yeah. And another Breaking Bad, not reference, but um, inspiration. Yeah. Another another homage to Nightman and Breaking Bad was the putting the ricin on the burrito, like that assistant in the cabin. They're like eating burritos or something. And he like sprinkles the ricin on it. It's like, oh, shit. I thought that was chicken. Is that whatever it was? I thought it was a it looks like a tortilla or something. So. All right. So the doctor who is helping Charlie, like, come up with a uh, cure for this poison heroin. His two lab assistants, it's his daughter, uh, named, uh, it's his daughter, Diana, and this random dude who's also a lab assistant named Bobby. <laughs> They're dating, and Bobby convinces her to go with him to Louie's uh, cabin for the weekend. And she, at first, he steals one of the vials of the tainted heroin, out of the uh, doctor's lockbox. He brings it with him, and he pulls it out while they're, like, making out, and he offers it to <laughs> Diana. She's like, no, dude, I don't want to try fucking heroin. What the fuck do you think this weekend is, man? I'm good, thanks. He's like, oh, gosh darn it. She said no to doing my drugs. And he's like, I know what will get this party going. So she brings out dinner, whatever yeah. the fuck it was that she made for them to have this, like, nice romantic dinner. Pretty and after, after already <laughs> saying, like, no thanks to the drugs... He decides when she goes to like grab some some silverware or something from the kitchen, something else that she forgot. Well, so she said no to like knowingly trying it. I'm just gonna like cover all the food <laughs> in all of this heroin and just force her to eat it, so that that way she doesn't know she's taking it. What up? <laughs> that is awesome. What a classic guy. I like this Bobby character. Yeah, and then Johnny Domino stops him because he's like, "That's my move, kid. Get this." Yeah. Drive, drive this girl home that you just tried to date, right? For that reason, <laughs> Johnny Domino goes invisible, and he starts playing <laughs> yeah, ghost right. tricks on him instead of just coming right out and being like, hey, don't eat the fucking food, it's tainted. <laughs> Why does everybody think, like, because that girl's talking about it later, and she's like, oh yeah, it was like a ghost, and uh, this apparition uh, stopped me from getting date raped. Why does everybody think that Johnny's like a monster or like a ghost or something? It's like, he is... He does look like he's clearly a man in a costume. He just has like a big lens. But that giant red eye mask. (laughs) It's monstrous. I I don't understand how she can make the argument that it was a ghost when she clearly saw him come into regular human visible form. Well, that's an apparition. It's like, you know. But I mean, he clearly just looks like a giant fucking dude. I know. Big muscles and everything. And, like, he was physically picking up the plate to throw it to save your goddamn life. Like, <laughs> ghosts can't do that. They can't carry shit for you. Yeah. Also, fun little note here. They referred to this camp as being at Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> camp Crystal Lake. What the fuck? Or not camp. Cabin, but yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's a camp. I enjoyed Jason that. Voorhees I enjoyed confirmed. that, yeah. So. I want to see Nightman vs. Voorhees. That's the, yeah, next, we have- that's the next comic we need. We do need Fuck that. these uh, X-Men crossovers, man. Yeah, for sure. So we owe Jason Voorhees to Nightman as well. 
entire franchise, yeah. Yeah. I also had another note that said, like, blowing sacks and blowing rails. So I kind of like, I like that. I just wrote that with no context, but I think we all get it. And I think that's a good title as well. I didn't come up with any title episodes from or names from this. I had two potential ones from uh, it. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Because one of mine, I'm pretty sure, isn't going to be acceptable unless you edit out a certain part. Cunt? No, no, that wasn't in the title. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I also had one note that I almost forgot, but they showed the band that was playing who are filling in like in between Johnny Domino's sets. Down too. Okay. Like this, this band is a real mishmash. It's awesome. They, they have like a meth head drummer. So this, this guy, he he's like, he looks like he's on meth. Um, there's a punk rock guitar guy. And then there's like an old hippie guitar guy. And then like a, the heavy metal keyboardist who's like doing like the windmills with his long ass hair and shit. And they're, they're all just playing jazz. This is a great band. I want to see this band. It's very diverse. Oh, that was not the note about the band I had. What'd you have? So last week I was saying that it was no longer big time operation on the marquee. And yeah. it looked like just C. Bonilla and Dragon something. <clears throat> this week they actually zoomed out so you could actually read the marquee. And it's okay. Mark Bonilla. So I think that was just cut off last week. And Dragon, the Dragon Choir. So I finally know the name of this new house band. Okay, good. Now we know it. All right. Anything else about this episode of The Nightman? Not really. I like how Charlie right. was able to talk uh, the the drug dealer and mafia guy into burning all the bad product. After his son died, he appealed to his softer side. Like, you know something? Yeah. My dumb kid was addicted to this stuff too. You're right. I will just sacrifice all those millions of dollars so no one else right. snorts this booze tainted fucking heroin. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. What this drug dealer, or not even dealer, but uh, drug lord Keep with the uh, heart of gold. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frank and Charlie saved him from that assassination attempt nine years ago. He did promise true. he owed him. Yeah, that's true. Well, all right. That's what that was. Let's so so we just continue the nightmare. Two books, <laughs> you all thought right. you thought this other one, the one you picked. It's going to be the record-setting number of cunts time book. Yeah, I had I zero on my counter for that one. I had two cunts in mine. Right. So okay, we'll start with we'll start with yours. We'll start with Saga. Yeah, I was going to say like the. Well, first one. I was going to say your your pick ironically had more cunts than my pick did, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I feel misled by my pick, but let's let's talk about Saga first. So they said cunt at the end, which was like a pretty good threat. Like the, the rapey guy, he's like saying cunt and threatening to rape kids to death. That, that new villain. So I, I mean, that was one. What was the other one? I didn't specifically mark them down. It's right at the very oh. beginning when the old guy is chasing Hazel. Paul's oh, cunt. He, okay. Oh, all right. I'm, fuck, how did I forget that one? All right. Anyway. So yeah, like I said, I was like had to get back into like what what the fuck is going on in this world? Because there's a time skip as well in this book, so we're just following. Because Marco well, died in the last one, right? So they do specifically say that it has been three years 
since he last checked in with us. So Hazel makes that note so that it's abundantly clear that this is not picking up right from where the last one left off. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to be reminded of the Mooney slur. That's another slur. They had a funny suicide vest, magic suicide vest woman or whatever. That was cool. Dude, the TV face people, I forgot all about them too. Like, I forgot about everything about this book. The Lion Cat, I remembered because you have that tattoo, right? Dude. I remember you telling me about that. So that's the only reason. That's the only way I remember is if you get a tattoo of it, I guess. They mentioned spaghetti burritos. I had noted spaghetti burritos. Those sound fucking awesome. So messy, but so good. Fuck, that could have been a segue, speaking of burritos. I mean, I guess they watch Nightman, so they know what Obviously, burritos are. yeah. Yeah. I guess, and speaking of bands, Fartbox was, is a band. Yeah. That's funny. Assassins of Sadness by Fartbox is apparently Hazel's favorite song. Yeah. So, band references, obviously, Nightman-inspired. Oh, Alana is Walter White now, so that's, like, inspired by something inspired by Nightman. Because she's, like, selling drugs and stuff, secretly. So she's Walter White. I mean, I wouldn't compare it to Walter White. Walter White was the kingpin leader of the operation. She's, oh, she's the distributor. So she's, she's like, like Combo Jesse in early seasons. She's like early okay, season combo. combo before he gotcha. died. Church. Yeah. Poor Combo. I know. All right. Uh, what what do you have about this? My notes are very scattered and yeah, those are terrible. Notes. Disjointed. Yeah, I don't have good notes. So very early on, um, when Hazel's Hazel steals something from someone in a shopping area, she's just running through the streets. There's a guy sitting on the corner, and he's got a little sign in the background. It just says "Help." I need money for drugs. Appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, I I know that Hazel is the main character of this series, but the pure joy and happiness I felt when we first see the Will, Gwen, and Lion Cat. Oh my god, I was fucking through the roof, man. Like, yeah, like you said, I have Lion Cat and the Will tattooed on me, so I was ecstatic when I got to see those two for the first time. Um, yeah. I love that whole little interaction they have, too. Uh, uh, Will pulls out Marco's skull that he's, uh, because that was his original task way, way back. He was sent to kill Marco, Alana, and their baby. And, uh, he pulls the Marco skull out, Gwendolyn is over the moon, she's like, oh, you fucking finally did it, thank you. She leans in, she starts making out with him, and Will's like, oh, I thought you were married. She's like, oh, me and my partner, we have an agreement. Lion Cat just instantly starts laughing, and he goes lying. I was like, oh, fucking Lion Cat, I goddamn missed you, buddy, I love you. Then they bang in front of the cat, They too, do, and they weird. point out Elsie loves to watch. It's a bit creepy. I mean, Lion Cat didn't say lying. It stood there and just fucking watched That's fuck, true. So. Apparently that holds up. That's the truth, yeah. Um, we got a we got a new character who's uh like a koala bear headed character with uh, one arm and one replacement arm who hangs out and works yeah. for a lot of name Bambazine. They call him Bamba. Um Yeah. I like so when we go to the robot planet, the king robot is talking to some female like admiral or general or i don't fucking know military ranks some person that works for her and the lady is like questioning his decision because he wants to send her to find the person that killed prince robot the fourth and she's like oh but yeah i didn't think he still had a title 
It's like, you speak above your channel. I, I like that they use that expression instead of saying, like, you speak above your pay grade or something. Yeah, that's fun. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, here's the potential. Here's one of the potential episode titles. I don't remember who said this or why, but someone said, you insolent wank snot. That's fun. I don't know if wank will work on Might iTunes, not. but. Um, we can try it. So, like, this, uh, what's the end of it? They get captured, like, uh, Alana, Bamba, and, uh, the two kids. Their plane gets captured and boarded by, like, a pirate ship. And the pirates explain that they're, like, a, a band in their free time. They're just pirateering until they can, uh, cut their next record whenever the leader will let them. And their band name is Showing Bunt, which is a fucking fantastic band name because it's a baseball reference. Fucking love that band name. Oh, nice. I do love baseball. Fuck yeah, man. You're a sports guy. I am the sports guy. Uh, of course. Okay, so here I did actually know. Dumb Snowflake Cunt is what the... Ah, right. So the pirate captain, when he makes a proposal to Alana that she smuggles drugs to this planet where they execute drug smugglers on site for him, and in exchange he'll give her the, the medal to be a legitimate seller. So she doesn't have to do this shady shit. She can semi-retire with her kids, and they'll all make a fucking fortune off of this deal. Uh, and she's like, well, I don't think I'm going to do that because I have to take care of my kids, and I won't bring them into that planet with me. He's like, listen here, you dumb snowflake cunt, and he turns from a friendly captain to being a bad guy. That was also the other potential episode title. Okay, I mean... You can yeah. just edit out the you <laughs> like you did last time. That should work fine. Yeah, worked. Snowflake Cunt is a fun title, I think. It is fun. And then, uh, end of issue two, Ryan K. Vaughn had like a a little, like, I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's like a letters from the writers section where he just had a bunch of notes going on. And he wrote up, okay. made up this weird quiz at the very end of it. I just took a couple of my favorite questions and noted them down here. Uh, question number one, do you love your job? Question number two, how many push-ups can you do? Um, question number five, other than Fiona Staples, who's your favorite comic artist? Because Fiona Staples is the artist on Sokka. Right. Question number six, what do you smell like? And originally when I read that, I, I misread it and I thought it said, who do you smell like? And I thought that was a great question, but it was what? <laughs> Uh, Not as good of a question. Uh, yeah, yeah. My version was better. No, yeah. Number seven, who's the best bald fictional character who is not a villain that you can think of? Question eight, ketchup, yay or nay? Number nine, have you ever killed somebody? Number ten, what was the number one movie on the day you were born? Number eleven, what's the most famous person you've, who's the most famous person you've ever touched? Number 13, is there a podcast you think we should be listening to? Obviously, Giraffes Have Black Tongues podcast. Yeah. Spread the word to Brian K. Vaughn. He needs to get on this train. Known. He must have known about our podcast. Well, I mean, I would assume he knows about it now because people who filled this questionnaire out and mailed it back yeah. to him. They spread the good word. Question right. 21, what's the best sandwich you've ever eaten? Question number 24, what's one good quality in someone you hate? 
Yeah. I don't know. I thought those were solid questions on this random ass survey thing he came up with. Those are fun. Obviously, everyone tweet at Brian K. Vaughn. Spread the word. Jurassic I block tongs. Yeah. There's an ice cream truck right outside the window. I, I thought I heard some kind of music. It was an ice cream truck. Did you go get something? Go get one of those bubbles from know, the Powerpuff like... Girls face candy things. Oh, yeah. Missed, I haven't had those in a long time. No, it's driving away now. He's been coming by every day. We'll get just ready. Like right through the parking lot. Get ready tomorrow, man. Now you know. Yeah. Got to be ready. I found $40 at the bottom of the pool. So I'm going to just Whoa. put it into ice cream. I know. Really weird. I fished it out like Walter White. All right. Anyway, um, keep... I don't actually have reviews about this. <laughs> I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. So that's probably why. Yeah. You're making so many fucking Walter <laughs> White references today. What the fuck? Did, uh, did Better Call Saul finish? No, not yet. We're still still waiting for that to come out. Oh wait, it hasn't even came out yet. No, that they did half the season, and then they ta- they took like a six week break. So it's fucking bullshit. Oh, like, just finish it. I hate that mid season finales. Just like Walking Dead. There's this uh, new show on Hulu, or I guess it's on FX, but it's on Hulu as well. That I just checked out. So it's Jeff Bridges, the dude. And uh, John Lithgow from uh, 30 Rock, and he was the Trinity Killer on Dexter. It's the two uh, of them. But for some reason, the dude is like this train, or he's this retired master fucking assassin hitman guy. And like, for some reason, people are trying to kill him as he's like this old retired fucking guy. And he just br- brutally murders the shit out of all these assassins sent to murder him. It's kind of right. fucking cool. It's called all The right. Old Man. I, there's, I think there's only two episodes out so far i'm getting into it it's worth checking out all right i'll check it out so anyway we said we said cunt a couple of times once or twice on this podcast so speaking of curse words you'll be disappointed with the book curse words because they don't actually use any he said he said hell once didn't they uh he probably said like hell or damn but like that's not enough for me that doesn't that doesn't get me going. That being said, though, it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a book. It was like seemed well enough done, well enough at least, and kind of interesting. They they fooled me with the koala bear too. So he's not Australian. He's in New York, and just they they magically changed a talking rat into a talking koala bear for PR. This thing was also done by Image Comics. Yeah, yeah, that too. So yeah, this is about some magic guy who comes from the magic world into modern day society. And at first he's like a total dick to everybody. And now he like hissing at them and shit. He's very, very weird guy. And then he gets used to it and he just does magic for money. Like he changed this musician into literally platinum for some reason. I I don't know why he wants to, why that guy would want that. It's like, you want your records to be platinum, right? I would think, but yeah. Johnny One is just now a man made out of platinum material. Very weird request that he had. So anyway, all these other asshole wizards come into the modern day world to try and stop the first asshole wizard uh, because they want to take over the modern day world or something. So his name, the wizard's name is Wizard, like W-I-Z-O-R-D. 
So it's like a wizard combined with the word Zord from Power Rangers. I was a little Though bit no con- giant robots. So I was a little bit confused at the very beginning because like he immediately gets attacked after doing that Johnny One transformation spell. And then it starts counting backwards from like Wizard's first day on yeah. modern Earth. And uh so very early on, like he can't understand anyone, he thinks everyone's mocking him. So there's like these two there's these three cops in Central Park, two are human, one is like a horse cop. And he freezes them and turns them into a statue. I was like, oh man, this guy's the fucking hero of this story, obviously. Yeah, he Killing is. cops. What a, what a sport. Good guy. Pretty cool. And then, like, later on, I, originally I thought these were two different characters, both called Wizard, because I was failing to understand that they turned him and were just counting backwards. So, like, later on, I was like, oh, the, the good wizard, the one who is, like, helping out Johnny one and he was the one who was like a lot more clean cut and like handsome looking. He had the cool koala bear sidekick. That one, he goes into Central Park and he unfreezes the fucking cops and turns them back into people. I'm like, oh this guy's clearly the fucking villain. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh they're the same guy. He just got a makeover and got some fancy nice clothes. And got a koala bear sidekick instead of a rat. I do like when he went to the hair salon place. The lady tries cutting his beard to like help him out with that as she's also working on the hair. And the beard just immediately zaps her as like a protective don't cut my magical beard spell. I need one of those. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so like his magic is directly tied to his beard as well. So like he gets cut off from his magic. Yeah, so he gets cut off from the magic that he can use because there's like an um, umbilical cord from the big boss how, wizard. How do you demon. say that guy's name? Sizaji. Okay, that's all I was saying to you. Okay. All right. That's how I mean. I don't know. It's reading, so I'm just guessing. But anyway, that guy like cuts his umbilical cord so that he can't use magic, and his beard just instantly goes away, and he has to wear a fake one for a while. But. Then he discovers the magic of gambling and shit and regains his beard and magic. Yeah, the the two magical power sources on Earth that uh, a koala bear takes him to. The first one is the Magic Castle and out in L.A. Yeah. At, like, place that Job was always trying to get to on Arrested Development. He yeah. just watches this magician perform some illusions and some tricks. And that magically like reinvigorates his belief in magic or something and it grows his beard back. Gives him all his power back. And then he gets into a battle and he has to like save a whole fucking beach area from a typhoon. And he has to find more gamut or more magic in the world to like recharge himself up. And he just goes to Vegas and watches people win while gambling. And that's enough to do it. Yeah. Gambling's true magic. It is true magic. This week's episode brought to you by DraftKings. Gambling. It's true fucking magic. Right. Bet on baseball games. Oh, speaking I mean, speaking of, baseball, of baseball games, a sports <laughs> yeah. guy could catch. There's a lot of uh lot of sports references in this Lots one. Lots of baseball so, like, in these two episodes. Yeah, issues yeah, this there is some that's probably the biggest notes here. So he's fighting this uh asshole wizard Cornwall. named Cornwall. 
which is a fun name, but he kills him at a baseball stadium in front of everybody who's at the stadium and watching it. So he just like shrinks and freezes the whole stadium and um, like puts it in his pocket and then like shrinks down everybody who was watching on TV and then puts them in like a plastic bag. I, I love that he had them all in a plastic baggie. See? Yeah, he just shrinks them down. But also, yeah, it's funny. Like, like if they're in a plastic baggie, wouldn't they all suffocate immediately? Like, well, they're frozen in time. They're not. They're not breathing, right? So they're just frozen there. So like, because he because he scared them and he didn't want people to blow his cover and fuck up with his business. So he just shrunk them all down. Which that's a fun way to solve the problem. So this is clearly like the Yankees stadium, where it's supposed to be. That's the co- the uniforms. That they are wearing their perfect knockoffs of the Yankee uniform. But later on, uh, one random person who was at the game, I think it was, just happens to say when they get placed in like heaven, when uh, the, the magic gets caught as he's trying to do the spell to bring them all back. And it kind of like, I forget where the fuck they end up, but it, it fucked up his, his attempt to like resurrect everyone and bring them back in safety, safely. And uh, the guy, that guy says, I don't think we're in Queens anymore. Queens, that would be a Mets game at Shea Stadium, not in the Bronx, which is where the Yankees play. But they were obviously wearing Yankee uniforms. So I don't know if maybe, maybe this was the, unless it was, was an interleague game where the Yankees were visiting Shea Stadium, which is possible. It could have been that, but... Probably that. Checks out. Well, if you if you cleared it, okay then. Yeah, that's all the notes I had. So after that baseball note, what else did you have? So uh, after Cornwall gets killed, they send the next assassin to try and take out Wizard. And originally he was going to send this like centaur kind of guy, but he gets sent by Ruby Stitch, who is Wizard's ex. And she's like, no, this time it's personal. I want to go and kill him. I want to be the one to kill him. So she goes, and she has this cool power where she just keeps, like, turning into, like, a cardinal and flying around all badass-like. She parties with cardinal birds in, uh, in the hell world or whatever. So she goes to Earth to try to fight Wizard, and the two of them are having this battle out in Vegas, and they bring the Eiffel Tower and the Vegas, uh, hotel or whatever to life, kind of like they did in Umbrella Academy Volume 1. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And then at the very end, uh, let's look at Sisa J removes the umbilical cord of the red ruby sapphire magic, and that takes away ruby's magic powers. And Wizard's like, you see, this fucking asshole, he just uses us, and then he takes away our magic when he's done with us. And then, like, they did this little flashback, and I didn't really read the part right before it, but she's like, wait, did you see your koala bear sidekick's name is Margaret? And it shows the two of them together with their baby daughter. So apparently, yeah, they had a kid named Margaret, and that's what inspired the koala bear rat name. Yep. This was, this was okay. I mean, yeah, not enough, not enough cunts. Yeah, that's the problem. Fun. He doesn't say cunt at all. But he doesn't say cunt, so zero out of ten. He loses a beard a lot. I don't like that. Yeah, that's true. But baseball, beards, it's a solid yeah. three. It's all there. Three and a half, four. Right. Found a review. Do you want to hear that? 
Sure. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Okay, this one's three stars. A wizard comes to Earth with dramatic effect. Wizard arrives on Earth to destroy it, changes his mind, becomes a hero, and faces retribution. There's a lot of magical and fighting action, as well as copious views of strange and wonderful creatures in the whole world, which uh, spelled H-O-L-E, the whole, I guess that's the name of their magic world is whole world. This comic collection is quite original, reasonably well illustrated, a little too much color for my liking, and interesting enough. (laughs) I know, right? There is definitely more to come. Worth a look. So, I mean, we have colorist Dave Stewart on this podcast, so I know you would disagree with that. Yeah, that hits close to home. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's the whole thing. So, yeah, it's not bad. Check it out. So, speaking of checking things out, what are we going to check out next week? Now, that was your best transition you've done all fucking episode. You didn't play the horn for that one? <laughs> uh, No, I didn't. Uh, all right. I'm picking. <laughs> Gonna pick X Men from 2021. Okay. Um, Just X Men. I have to look on Amazon because they don't have it as like the uh, collected volume. I'm assuming it's five or six issues, but all right. Well, double check. All right, sounds good. And then, um. We got a request from Ralph, correct? Oh, wait. I mean, we're going to wait and talk to him to see if we're doing that one with him. Oh, okay. Then I'll just cut that. Did you message him? No. Did you find it? I didn't find it on there. Oh, okay. Then we'll. I clicked on the Magna section and specifically searched for Deadpool, but I couldn't find it anywhere. All right. Let's see. You, You teed that one up as if you had it right in the fuck in front of you. I thought you found it. So I didn't. I didn't realize he hadn't found it. What is it called again? Deadpool Samurai. So that X Men is one through six. All right. Uh, yeah, it's on here. How did you find it? I just typed in Deadpool Samurai and immediately right there. What? I didn't get any results when I did that. It's like not really? found. Oh. Maybe you spelled it wrong. Did you put a space between dead and pool? No. Oh. Maybe he spelled samurai wrong. <laughs> anyway, it's there, so do we wanna message Ralph and let him know and we'll see if he wants to Alright, so maybe maybe one. we'll watch we'll we'll see if Ralph is uh available and then we'll maybe talk about Deadpool Samurai. If not, the backup will be um my pick. Avengers Forever, Volume One, The Lords of Earthly Vengeance. Um, I'm picking this because the description mentioned Infinity Thing, so uh, I want to see that. All right, and of course, more Nightman to come. Got to get Ralph to watch Nightman too. Fuck yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I want to hear his. I want to hear his fucking take. New take, yeah, about the greatest show ever made. So join us next week for something, one of those things. And uh, in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. Follow me at Deestu the God. Follow us at Giraffes HPT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Meer for the music, and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. See you next week. Bye.
the issue right in front of me when I type it, so I definitely didn't spell samurai incorrectly. Hmm. What the fuck did it get no result? I just hit enter and got to a page that just said no results found. Just now as well? No. Yesterday when I oh, searched for it. Yesterday, okay. Well, it's it's there. I mean, I guess you can Try ask again. me for the spelling if if you can't D-E-A-D find it again. D-E-A-D-P-O-O-L. Good. Samurai. S-A-M-U-R-A-I. Oh, fuck you. It is right here. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. I did not find it yesterday. It's got to be a typo. Like, it's it's not a... That search engine isn't like Google where it's like, oh, did you mean like this shit or ah, oh, you're close enough? It's just like, yes or no. So it happens sometimes or you just like fuck up spelling. Not with me. I've never misspelled anything oh, perf- ever. Perfect speller Dave over here. I'm known Except for my spelling or Deadpool. Strength. Yeah. Master speller. World champ spelling bee. <sighs> it's too fucking hot. I mean, that's because you have that fan on eco mode. You're always fucking trying to save the earth, goddammit. I know. I'm just too green. Green Daniom. That's what they call you. Yeah. The same people that call me Master Speller Dave Stewart. 